Hi, friends, and welcome to the Fullness of Joy podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Matheson. Here at the Fullness of Joy, we talk about hard things in light of the gospel, because life is hard, but God is good. We encourage our hearts by reminding ourselves of the truth day in and day out. I pray this encourages your heart and that your challenge to know Christ more deeply as a result. I'm so glad you're here. Well, hello, my dear friends, and welcome to 2024. I am so excited to share a new series with you, but before we jump in to the conversation I have for you today, I just want to share a little story with you that's going to give you a glimpse into my heart for this series and kind of where my heart and mind has been at. So over the summer, back in May of 2023, I was able to attend a writer's conference and I went on this big hike of a mountain. And the thought that ran through my mind as a hike was my husband would be so mad if he knew what I was doing right now. There was not a person in sight. I was surrounded by trees on all sides. And I suddenly remembered a fellow conference attendee had experienced a bear sighting earlier that week and fear was coursing through my veins, practically leaving me in a cold sweat, but I just kept going. I was in the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina at this writer's conference and I was determined to climb up the mountain I had been staring at while attending classes all week. The conference had been such a blessing, but even as an extrovert, I was exhausted by midweek and I just needed to get away and talk with the Lord. It has been over 10 years that I've been writing in the online space, and for the last five years, I've been self-publishing books for women to draw them to the heart of Jesus and help them know and love the Word of God. But when I arrived at the writing conference, I had a major case of imposter syndrome. I just thought to myself, who am I to be attending this conference? And then I wondered, well, this agent that I've been talking to, when I finally meet her, she's not going to like my work. She won't be that impressed. My numbers aren't big enough yet, and there are much better writers here. I'm just the underdog. But as I climbed the mountain, I also kept telling myself, I'm going to make it to the top. It's been raining, but I hope there's something good to see. There just has to be something good to see. I want to see a beautiful view. And y'all, when I finally made it, I literally fell to my knees weeping at the incredible beauty of our creator's handiwork. The rain clouds had parted and I could only see the lush, fertile, rolling hills of the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains. And I honestly had never experienced a moment so taken by the wonder and majesty of God. Well, fast forward from May 2023 to a couple months ago, back in October of 2023, And I felt overwhelmed in just about every area of my life. And I just honestly didn't know how I was going to make it through another day if I didn't get some kind of relief. So my husband and I went on a belated anniversary trip to Savannah, which honestly was the best trip we had been on in years. It was just so sweet, so wonderful. It wasn't overly planned, but we had some really fun things that we got to do. We got to see our favorite band, Need to Breathe in Concert, and it had been a few years since we'd seen them. We both realized while we were on that trip that we'd probably been listening to them for about 20 years, which made us feel really old. But it was a perfect mix of fun and rest and great food. And so you can imagine how frustrated I felt when, as we drove back home, I was starting to feel really sick. And, you know, I had turned to my husband on the drive home and I just told him, babe, I don't want to go home. I really don't want to go home. I'm just so stressed. I'm so overwhelmed. And he said, okay, well, what's going on here? Finally, we realized 
I had been trying to pack in way too much into the hours that I had on my own when my kids were at preschool. I was so excited for them to be able to be at school for a couple days a week so that I could have some time to myself that I just hadn't had in the last several years of motherhood and foster parenting and moving and grief and all the things. And I've been trying to pack way too much in. I had been trying to see friends and run errands and work and do the podcast and write and all the things. And I, I just had come to a breaking point. So as I'm driving home, we kind of have this come to Jesus with each other and realize, okay, you don't have to feel guilty for working. This is what God has told you to do. You have a good work-life balance when you're able to set aside specific time for the things that he's giving you to do. And it's okay. Just move forward. Know that you can use the time that they're at school for working and for taking care of yourself and all the other things are fall into place. So we have this come to Jesus. I feel so much better. The anxiety begins to lift, but then I'm starting to feel sick. And so what I thought was food poisoning turned into a mysterious illness that kept me practically bedridden for over a week. And I went through the motions of caring for the kids and my mom came over to help each day. I still don't know what happened to make me so ill, but I know that I had been running on fumes for several weeks prior and my body had given me all kinds of signs to show me that if I didn't get some rest, it was going to stop. And so earlier in 2023, I had decided that my big goals with my writing were to get signed by a literary agent and also to get a traditional publishing book deal. So in November, I submitted a book proposal to the agent I spoke with earlier this year only to be met with some positive feedback along with some constructive criticism. And I was met with an answer that I just did not want to hear. It still wasn't quite right yet. Well, when I was climbing that mountain in Blue Ridge, the song that I listened to on repeat was By Your Spirit by Kim Walker Smith. And the first verse and chorus say this. I'd sing it for you, but I'm not going to. (laughs) The first verse says, When the world says to hurry, we'll wait. We'll wait on the Lord. When it looks like a window is closing... God, you open the door. When the world says we got to try harder, you give us your rest. Not ashamed to be fully dependent on the great I am. And then the course says this, not by might, nor by power, only by your Holy Spirit. Not by struggle or by striving, only by Holy Spirit. Not by might, not by power, only by your spirit. Not by struggle or by striving, only by Holy Spirit only by your spirit and the lyrics to the song come from Zechariah 4 16 which says he said to me this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel not by might nor by power but by my spirit says the Lord of hosts and then later on it goes on to talk about not despising the day of small beginnings and so my temptation is often to attempt to impress the Lord as though I can earn a gold star from him with how amazing I am. I really want to impress him, but that reduces my relationship with him to how much I can do for him. And that's missing the whole point. And I'm sure maybe you've been there too. Maybe you're tired of trying to keep it all together and do everything right, but we don't have to stay there. This past year in 2023, the Lord showed me just how much I love the illusion of control. Whether it's in my writing career, my mothering, my marriage, friendships, whatever, I need to get out of the way and let him do what he does best, which is work through my surrendered heart. I have many plans and dreams for my life, but the Lord is the one who authors our steps. And if I can trust him 
to author the story of my life, I can partner with him to continue writing the words that others need to hear, however, wherever, and whenever he wants me to. And furthermore, and even more importantly, I can trust him to help me love my husband, disciple my children, serve my community by his strength and not my own. So in 2024, I want to keep climbing this proverbial mountain with him, but I don't want to do it in my own strength. And so the word that I've chosen for this year which is actually something that I chose back in the fall as a part of the mentoring group that I'm a part of, is surrender. I am tired of trying trying so hard. I don't want to do things in my own strength because that just leads to disappointment, being let down and burdened. And Jesus says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And it's high time I take him at his word. So where are you, my friend? Have you doubted the goodness of what God has called you to because you wish it were more important or better? Whatever he's called you to, just do it with praise on your lips and don't undervalue what he's placed before you. Don't think that you're in the wrong place because things aren't happening on your timeline. Let go, praise, and trust. I will be right there with you, believing that he has something good in store, whether you're at the top of your mountain or down in the valley. He's still God, no matter where you find yourself. So this season, we're focusing on spiritual rhythms, those disciplines that restore and renew us and help us maintain our connection to God. And these are the disciplines that have kept me afloat when I felt like I might be drowning. Like back in the fall, I didn't have much to give, but these disciplines that I've built into my life, they're what helped me to remember that I don't have to hold it all together on my own. And when I, it's not a matter of doing everything perfectly. I I cannot do these disciplines to a T. You're going to see as you listen to these conversations in this season that it's not about a checklist. But these are the things that renew us and help us maintain our connection to God. And this is not a magic bullet, but practicing these disciplines brings a sense of peace in the midst of the chaos of life. Y'all, let's be real. No one likes their period. But as a woman, it's something we have to live with. If you're looking to manage your period with effective products that give back, try Pixie Cup. I have the menstrual cup and the Pixie Pulse TENS unit that helps curb the pain of debilitating cramps. With fibroids and endometriosis, I need all the support I can get during that time of the month. And Pixie Cup has greatly helped me. And another cool thing is that they're a Christian company that gives back. Your purchase also provides a menstrual cup for a woman in need around the world. Be sure to check out Pixie Cup and use code JESSICAM for 15% off today. Well, hello, Suzanne. How are you doing today? Hello, my friend. I'm doing great. I'm so glad to get to talk to you. (laughs) I'm so excited. Well, welcome to the fullness of joy. I'm so, so, so happy that we get to chat today about God's word, something that we both love. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So you are, I guess you could say a retired homeschooling mom. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because you're now an empty nester. So just tell us a little bit about what your new season looks like and how your days have changed now that your children have all flown the nest. Tell us about a day in the life a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, first, I just want to say that being in this season is really awesome. Having, yeah, it really is. Having adult kids is just so rewarding. I just stand mm. back and I look at my girl, my two girls that are mamas and I'm like, wow, you're, you're just doing a great job. This is so fun. And, and then the other two, yeah, it's fun. 
um, Paul and I both feel like, my husband Paul and I both feel like that we are still learning what our new role is in this season to transition from being their authority to being their coach or Mm -hmm. cheerleader, really, it's more of a cheerleading role. And um, so now, Jess, I would say that our priorities have always been the same, and that's been pursuing our relationship with the Lord, trying to love each other well, love our kids well, and to be committed to the local church. So our days still flow from those priorities. Um, Until this past May, we were caring for our parents, Mm -hmm. either one, two, or three at at a time, um, you know, in our home and not in our home. And uh, we lost our last parent in May. And mm-hmm. so honestly, we just have been resting a little bit. We've done some traveling. Yeah, that but, makes um, sense. We're also trying to be very intentional with being fit and healthy. We want to be around for a while. So we're doing a lot of exercise. Good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So those are the days. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Well, so in this season of the podcast, we're focusing on spiritual rhythms that restore us and renew us, help us maintain connection with God, others, ourselves. And you are a woman who has a great passion for the word of God. I have seen that firsthand. I've benefited from from it. I've sat under your teaching in lots of different places. And so I would just kind of love to know, when did you begin to have a passion for the word of God? Was that something that you always had, or was it something that the Lord kind of had to birth in you at a certain season in your life? Yeah, I I reflected on that to try to trace back, because I, I feel like I've always, for a long, long time, loved his word and loved to teach. But then I, I took myself back to early years. And Mm -hmm. I can remember even in high school being sort of a gatherer, you know, of of women or whatever girls in the season behind me, I wanted to, to gather them, to nurture them and love on them and invest in them. But just, I look back and I, I don't know what I taught them because I I didn't, (laughs) I didn't know his word. I was not a student of his word. And I'm like, so funny. Yeah, oh man, it's like, Lord, what did I, I say? Yes. And <laughs> you please redeem that in those girls' lives at some point. <laughs> but in um in college, I began to be more and more introduced to his word. But when I became a stay-at-home mom, I joined some Bible studies, you know, free right. free childcare was, yeah, you're <laughs> was like, the draw. I will take a break in any way I can get it. <laughs> you got it. You got it. And <laughs> And it seems that at that point I was, that's when the the fire in my heart was lit. I mm. first began taking precept studies. Mm-hmm. Love precepts. And I, I know I, you and I both do that. And yeah, I think that's where, where the flame was lit and mm. it, I don't ever want it to go out. Yeah. Now I want everybody else to love his word too. Yes. Oh, that's so precious. So you said it was like when you were a stay at home mom, was there kind of this urgency and this desire in you that was like, I need this now more than ever in that season? Did you feel like you were just more aware of your need for the word? Yes, you nailed it right there. I I think, of course, we've always needed his word, but being a parent, (laughs) I became more aware of it. 
And you know my philosophy on that. God lets us be parents, not because the kids need us, but because we need the sanctification. For sure. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to do some things in you. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we need to cooperate or not. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Because I'm I'm going to, I'm going to sanctify you. Mm -hmm. And, And what a, what a treasure that he would use the blessing of children to sanctify us. I mean, really, right. you know, he could, yeah. he could use awful things, but he uses that. Mm-hmm. And, and the more I began to study his word, the more beautiful and precious and glorious and practical I saw mm-hmm. that it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. So would you say like in seasons of spiritual dryness, what are some ways that you've seen the fruit of your time in the word? Because I know that a lot of people listening will say like, I just, I just, it's not interesting to me. It's overwhelming. I just, I can't, you know, I just, it's not really, it's not really speaking to me. So what would you say is like a reward of spending time in the word, even when you don't feel like it? Oh, that's, that's a good question. Um, I'm going to answer that in a couple of different ways. Um, yeah, please and, do. You know, now, <laughs> now that I'm over 60, I can just kind of say what I think, you know, I don't you have sure to can. be really nice <laughs> about it. You know? So <laughs> I, I would tell a, a woman that's feeling those ways to just get over it. Just we all do yeah. things that we think we don't want to because we know they're beneficial. Yeah. And I would just encourage, you know, I mean, I don't like to um, save money for a rainy day. And I don't like to mm-hmm. pay my taxes. Um, yep. I don't love to exercise, but there are mm-hmm. benefits to those things. And so I do them. But yeah. there's... Um, There's a verse in um, Psalm 34, I think it's verse four. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. And that I sought the Lord and he answered me. I began to see as I would pray, he would answer, which motivates me to pray more. And not that God is a Santa Claus. He he is not, you know, I don't get to get all my requests filled, but seeing that happen. And I would encourage us all, and sometimes I fall out of this habit, but to write down what we pray for. It doesn't have to be mm. a long journal entry, but we don't know if he answered or not because we forgot what we prayed. Right. <laughs> so. Yes. It's like you have to trace it back because there's so many different things that are going on in our lives. It's like, did I even ask him for that or did it just happen? <laughs> right. Right. So I. I would say if it if it's hard to get in his word, hard to have those times with the Lord, um, tell him, you know, ask him. He's the one mm. that changes our hearts. So talk to him about it and also be intentional to memorize his word because that gives the Holy Spirit something to work with. The yes. scripture says that, yeah, that, that the word is the sword of the spirit. So let's mm-hmm. give let's give him something to fight with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I think you're familiar with my practice of praying scripture for my mm-hmm. children and for yep. Paul and for me. I I still do that. And I I pray that if I even lost my mind, all my faculties, the Lord would allow me to continue to do that. I, I think mm-hmm. that's probably the best thing I've ever done and yes. most valuable. You know, what is so interesting is like, 
Um, I know you're familiar with the story of Jay and Catherine Wolf and her stroke and all of that. And I remember reading about that. And she said that right before she had the stroke, she had had this conviction from the Lord to begin memorizing scripture. And when Mm -hmm. she was in the hospital bed and like she was nonverbal and couldn't, you know, all the things, all of this scripture is like what came to her mind. And they say that even, you know, elderly people like who have Alzheimer's or dementia or things like that, like the word of God. God, like it stays. And that is just so miraculous and just incredible to me because it is so obvious then it's like, okay, it truly is living and active. Like it's not just yeah. these facts that we're memorizing and it's not like these cute little stories. Like it's literally Jesus himself. And so you can't extinguish that and like nothing can overpower it. It's like, it is the light shining in the darkness and it's what gives us the strength and the hope that we need. So I love that you said to also remember to memorize scripture too. That's yes. so good. And, and having it in our hearts, um, gosh, one of my most favorite little verses or part of a verse is in First um, Thessalonians 2.13, where it's saying, you know, you accepted um, from us the word of God, not as the word of men, but what it is, the word of God. And here's the key part, which performs its work mm. in you who believe. So mm-hmm. you just just ingesting his word, even if I go, oh, I don't remember what I read or that doesn't mean anything to me, it doesn't yeah. matter. Let's yeah. get it in us because it will literally be transformative in us. Mm-hmm. That's the power. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's so good. Before you go, let me mention a little something to you. I love to speak at women's events because I get to actually see your beautiful faces in person. I can give you a hug and laugh and pray with you, maybe even cry with you. And it's all so much fun. I do local events, but I've also traveled as far as Montana, which was quite the adventure for this Southern girl. But if you're looking for a speaker for your next event, I would love the opportunity to partner with you. You can complete the form on my website. The link is in the show notes. So what would you say to somebody who's really intimidated, who doesn't really know where to start? Because, I mean, there are 66 books of the Bible. Some of them are very long. Some of them are very confusing. And it is kind of like, well, what? where do I even begin? I remember, like you said, you've done precept stuff. And I remember doing a precept study and Kay Arthur said, you know, there's 66 books. So I think the Lord expects us to know all 66. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's going to take me my whole life. And I think yeah. that's the point. It's it's fine. But but so where would, what would you say to someone who's, who's just starting out and just doesn't even know where to begin? Well, I, I would say go to someone that you know has a really strong walk with the Lord and mm. ask them to recommend like a devotional book. Some, yeah. some devotional books, just you and I both know, are, are really not substantive. They're, they right. don't contain the word. They're not going to give you much. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, yeah, they're not. And that that's not, you're not going to be able to, to sustain that because it doesn't do anything for you. But mm. I would tell them to go to my friend, Jessica Matheson, and you're look so at funny. some of the <laughs> books that she's written and start there. You're so sweet. And, and you have a devotional too. Don't knock yourself off. <laughs> well, that's true, but not as many as you. And uh, so, so I would, I, I would start there and, and maybe commit to six weeks. Say, all right, I'm mm. going to do this five days a week for six weeks. Yeah. see what God does, but, mm-hmm. um, start, start doing it and, but make sure that it's something that is, 
that is scripture, that it's not yeah. just, you know, nice thoughts. Yeah. And like cute stories. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What would you, so, okay. I would love to know if there's an example of a time in your life where, you know, the Lord brought to mind like a scripture or something that you have been studying at like just the right time. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a situation yeah. where you're like, oh my goodness, Lord, like you did that. I know that you're using your word in my life. Do you have an example like mm-hmm. that? You know, I, um, something does pop to mind. I, I won't share details since it involves other people, but right. uh, in just time with the Lord, read something about um, go into, to, you know, if your brother has something against you mm-hmm. before you make your offering, go be reconciled with your brother. And at that, and this has happened on more than one occasion. I just have one in mind right now. Mm -hmm. And the Lord like pricked. And I knew I had to make that right, that I needed to stop what I was doing right then and go make it right. Mm. And, and so I did, you know, so the, when the Holy spirit does things like that, even, Mm. even in times of, of conviction that feel painful, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. So, yeah, I would say you probably heard me say this. I feel like the, the most I hear from the Lord is conviction of sin. You know, I don't. Mm, I know. <laughs> Same. I know. <laughs> like, hey, that's good we're going to get this right, girl. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We're going to keep that. Like, no, Lord. Why? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. Tell me. I'd love to know this. I don't know if I've ever asked you this. What's your favorite book of the Bible? Oh, wow. You know, it, it seems that whatever I'm studying at the moment becomes my favorite book. <laughs> I so, love that. So right now I'm, I'm teaching the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's my current favorite book. But if I step back and, and look at, you know, the, the big picture, I would say probably like three. Um, okay. That's all right. One, that's not cheating. No, one, There's, a okay. lot. There's a lot. One, one section of Matthew five, six, and seven the sermon on the Mount okay. Mm-hmm. And that, because it's like everything, all of scripture, all of the gospel, everything is there in those three yeah. chapters. Then the other two books would be James, because James is just so rich with mm-hmm. practical application. Yeah. Just everything. And then the book of John, the gospel of John, because the the beauty of the revelation of Christ Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I love it, that. Yeah, it's precious. It's not surprising to me that you said James because that was the Bible, the first Bible study that I sat under your teaching. And oh. you were so passionate. And I remember <laughs> just being like, this is amazing. How do I get to this level? <laughs> like, not of like a, oh, like this is goals, like, but genuine like admiration of like, oh my goodness, Lord, like she treasures your word and she really knows it. And like, I want to know it like that. It was so precious oh. to me. <laughs> and, and you do know, we had some fun then, didn't we? We, we did. Had, it was so fun. <laughs> so how did you now that you are a mother of adult children and you did homeschool how did you instill a love and a reverence for the word in your children because you can't just like pound that into them and you can't mm. force it but how was that like a value in your home what are some ways that you tried to help them understand just the the preciousness of God's word I love that you want to know about that And I I don't think I have a magic formula. Of course. I I wish I did. But I think that our kids will 
will catch our priorities. For instance, mm-hmm. you know, my family's big bulldogs. We love yes. dogs. <laughs> and, and there's there's no question about course, our family yeah. loving the dogs. And <laughs> so our kids catch that, our grandkids catch that. So I think when they see us be excited about his word and have mm-hmm. a passion and prioritize it, yeah. I'll just tell you a couple of practical things we we did with the kids. Um, we we love the Awana program, which is mm-hmm. your Bible memorization, and it unabashedly rewards them for memorizing scripture. Mm-hmm. So we had all our kids in, go through that program, and there are plenty of others. That's just the right. one that was available to us, and we loved it. Then one thing that, you know, um, my family has always been frugal and that has enabled me to be a stay-at-home mom. So the kids knew, you know, how frugal I was. Mm-hmm. And so when each of them turned 10, I offered to pay them a hundred dollars if they would read through the Bible. And wow. I'm going to quiz them on it. It didn't have to be any certain length of time, but I think that communicated to them that God's word is precious. If mom is willing to pay me Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and now I'm doing that with my grandchildren. Um, You are not the first person I've heard that has paid their kids to read one. one, I heard someone else say that just to read in general, but for the Bible, I'm like, I'm like, okay, this, apparently this is a thing. I'm going to have to store this away for later. (laughs) Yeah. um, I love that. I wanted them to to read period. So mm-hmm. I modeled after the Awana program book books. So I had mm. certain books I wanted them to read, assign certain values to them. Okay. And, yeah. I love that. Yeah, but cold that hard cash was the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna know, was there like were that was was one of them like super fast with it? Like I'm I'm wondering like how all of their different personalities responded to that. Yes. <laughs> yes. They're, they're was one in particular that ate it up with a spoon. and That's so funny. Because I'm thinking about my kids right now, and I'm like, I feel like some of them, like one of them is more motivated by like food than like money because I don't even really understand money at this point. So I'm like, (laughs) okay, could I be like, I will give you a pizza, like (laughs) all the chocolate you want. Yes. You can have an M&M for every page. Like, (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness. I love Whatever works. Yeah, I mean seriously, I'm like, what? I'm I am not I'm not above bribing bribing. No, I, well, and you know, I, I mean, I really went to the Lord with it because I thought is yeah, seems unspiritual, but yes, mm-hmm. think about it. He says He will reward us for obeying mm-hmm. Him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for the love mm-hmm. He does. He says, "I'm yeah. coming. I'm coming, and my reward is with me." He says, "Yes." You know, I will reward you. I will repay you the resurrection of the righteous. So he mm-hmm. rewards us for doing the right thing. That he, right. He's our model. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we can do the same. I love that. Absolutely. <laughs> I think you're going to set a lot of moms free. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, I could definitely talk to you all day. Unfortunately, we do not have all day. So our last question that we always ask is if we were sitting at a coffee shop together, obviously in Athens, it would be Jittery Joe's. Mm -hmm. What would you have in your hand to sip on? What's your favorite thing to get if you go to a coffee shop? Okay. Well, in a perfect world, in a perfect world, I would be drinking tab. But tab is <laughs> no longer tab. available. There is, there is, tab is no longer made, sadly. What do you do now? Do no, you do, right? don't you do Dr. Pepper? Diet is Dr. Pepper? Yeah, I knew it. Okay. 
Jittery Joe's does not carry that. It only carries Coke products, which How I'm rude. glad to support. So I'm a, I'm a Coke Zero fan. That's what I'm sipping on this morning. Okay. Oh, I love that. That is so funny. So do you drink coffee? I plan to when I grow up. That's so funny. I don't drink it either. So oh. that. I, but you're okay. a tea drinker. I, Yes. Aren't I love you? tea. Yep. Yes. Yep. That is so funny. I love that. No matter what, you're just going to have that diet, Dr. Pepper, you know yep. what, whatever works for you. <laughs> I take my caffeine cold and carbonated. Yes. I love it. Well, thank you so much for spending time with me this morning. I know that this conversation is going to bless others and just encourage them to love the word and to start where they are. And I think that sometimes people, you know, we can get in, in our heads and we can just think, and you know, this is just so much and we can overcome complicate things. And I love that you said, just start, just do it. And I think just having that as a framework of, you know what, just do it. I think that that can help people to understand that we don't have to, we can kind of get out of our own way and just trust that the Lord is going to reward us for that simple step. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And I, I just, just blessings on you for what you're doing, Jess, oh, um, with your ministry you. and, and with your family and just pray that, that God continues to shine his face on you. I'm just so proud to be your friend. <laughs> You're so sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Friend, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this show. I created it to share the truth of God's word with those near and far. I pray it's been a blessing to you. If you enjoyed listening to the show, please leave a review wherever you're listening and share it with a friend. That will help more people find it and help more people find the fullness of joy. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day.